Welcome to the Events Podcast, a show about the tech events in Vancouver. I'm Samantha Ming. In this episode, I attend Startup Hacks. It's a business conference for entrepreneurs. The conference includes four keynote speakers and a panel discussion. Let's get started. This knife has a straight edge on it, so it's very easy. And maybe in our world here, there lives a happy little mountain. this event into two episodes. This episode will focus on the speeches and next week's will be on the panel discussion. There are four keynote speakers, includes Igor, the co-founder of Mobify, Wilson Lee, the founder of 720 Suites, Milan, the investor, and Keith, the founder of Spring Startup School. The first speaker is Igor. He shares his steps to success. His first advice, build your brand. How do you get out there and become known? By 2050, there'll be 10 billion people on Earth. How do you stand out? How do you get something done if there's so many people out there? Well, you have to build a brand and be known for what it is that you're going to be good at and be passionate about. You have to become the go-to person for something important uh, to, again, to do well and to contribute to solving some problems. So make sure you're known for something and that something is your thing. Like, we were the mobile guys in the early years, for a few years, because nobody really cared about mobile because it was so small, but it really helped us get like-minded people around, uh, aligned around Mobify, build an audience, and then build a company. The second advice, build your board. Building a board is very important. And um, a board uh, here is, a, in a wider sense, people around you that will help you succeed. So as an individual, you should find mentors. And I'm not a big fan of going out there and asking people, can you be my mentor? If I am a person getting that question for like a lifelong commitment, and I'm not sure if I can commit right away, what I will always say yes to is just going for a coffee and giving you feedback on your idea. And a lot of people are completely comfortable with that, and they love coaching. They love helping. So make sure uh, you find people that are aspiring in your core area, and people that can cover your gaps, and uh, reach out to them. The third advice, make sure you sleep. And it's a crazy idea, but I now am a proponent of sleeping as much as you want. So I used to be this crazy guy trying to get up at five and get on the phone with my UK team. But then I drank too much coffee. I ended up having migraines and just said, I'm done with it. So I sleep to about 6.30, which is like late in the startup world. I go to bed a little bit early, but I'm just so much more balanced. I'm not like throwing stuff at the wall in my head when things go wrong. Sleep is just important. And make sure that if you need sleep like me, you just give yourself that. The final advice, make speed a habit. How do you go out there and crush a competition and build a Silicon Valley class company right here at home. Well, it's really about making decisions without all the data and moving quickly. I'm a, a comp sci engineer by trade and as an engineer, you aren't incentivized really to move quickly. You're incentivized to do it right the first time. And it's all fine, uh, but in business, you have to move quickly. Like if you're in real estate, all those guys do is run around, do deals you know, every day and this is how you make money. And this is a Jeff Bezos quote, Amazon founder. You have to make decisions on two-thirds of the data. And if you make a wrong decision, you have to have the, the wisdom, the lack of ego, a process to course correct. You have to move quicker. And I always made it a process for myself and for my management team. Sometimes something is off and you know, I got the data. I'm like, okay, here's going on. Uh, I will think of what to do. But I'm like, ah, can I move quicker? Can I force myself to act on this today? And usually I can. And if I do, it saves weeks of time 
and uh, we can move much quicker on solutions for a problem versus just waiting for something to happen. So get into a habit of moving quickly. Maybe your startup idea is in your head, happening it right now, uh, and uh, that is the mindset that's required. Up next is Wilson. His approach to business is about fighting for the opportunity to learn. He shares a very interesting story of how a high school kid managed to become his business partner by putting in the work. David was a high school kid that volunteered for me. He was actually wanting a job, but he didn't submit his resume. He actually came and worked for free at the night market for me. He said, well, how can I help you out? How can I provide value? He worked for half the summer for free until I find the value in him. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'll give this guy a chance. And today, he manages the whole operation for my carnival and events business, managing over 120 staff. Not only that, he's also one of my partners for my other business. Now, I'm not telling you that this is the definitive answer of working for free and providing free labor. This is just my perspective, and this is how it got me to where I am today. Fighting for the opportunity to learn. We have more than 40, 50 years to work for that extra dollar. We have a lot of time. So next time, when you guys are out there, definitely try to fight for your opportunity to learn. I really like David's story. So many of us simply just give up when we hear a no. So David's thinking, if you're not going to hire me, I'm gonna work for you for free and prove to you I can provide value. There's no easy way to win. You win by putting in the work. Nice hustle, David. The next speaker is Milan. He's speaking in the perspective of an investor. In other words, if you want funding money from him, here's the one big thing he's looking for. Validation is a big one. So, validating your idea. How do you know that you're working on the right idea? Is this something that you should dedicate the next five years of your life to? Is this something that you should be sticking through? Is this something that you should even be starting? Or are you just one of those entrepreneurs who tends to put the blinders on and uh, not do the full research and effectively just go into an idea blindly? And especially if you're going to be pitching venture capitalists or an angel investor, you're going to need to make sure that your idea is validated. And how do you validate? Milan shares his advice. The best way to validate is be a better listener than a talker. Try not to make too many assumptions without validating it with data. So if you're going out there and you're creating a new flight booking app uh, and you want to ideate and you want to validate your method of booking it and see if it's more engaging and a better experience than the rest of them, present the data along with your assumptions when you're talking to the individuals and don't lead them to a desired answer, but truly listen to what they have to say and figure out if there's an opportunity within that. I think it's too easy to formulate uh, either surveys or questions that are help validate your own assumptions, but it doesn't really do a long-term service to the entrepreneur. The final speaker is Keith. In this clip, he talks about the importance of knowing your why. Studies have shown that half the people, think about that, half the people globally do not believe in what they're doing but go there every day and get paid to do something that they don't believe in. Staggering. You know, the average path to a quote-unquote overnight success is 8.25 years. You know, it takes time. You gotta work, you know, you gotta work your ass off. 
and you are just celebrating its 10th anniversary, which is amazing, 10 years. And so our goal is to really find out why the heck we're going to do it and what sustains us and what motivates us and what drives us to wake up early every day, whether it is 5 a.m. or 6.30. Starting a business is tough. And if you don't know your why, it's difficult to persist when things get tough. And this ties into the next clip, where he talks about millennials being the purpose-driven generation. And millennials are the purpose generation, right? Millennials, interestingly enough, the first generation in the history of the world um, to grow up, at least in North America, not lacking for anything, right? Universal healthcare, universal education, roof over your head. And so the benefit is, is you guys do things because you can choose to, which is incredibly powerful. Right? The other interesting stat is that, at least in North America, it's forecast for the first time in human history, think about that for a minute, the first time in human history that this generation as millennials will die with less than their parents. And the reason is because you choose to. Because you say, I have enough, so now whatever I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do it because I choose to. And that actually, I think, is one of the greatest forces for change in this next clip, he shares the story of Brienne and how her having a purpose has motivated her to start a business. Here's another company that I love to talk about. Uh, Zero Waste Market, if you guys uh, imagine, is a grocery store without packaging. So I'm going to talk about Brienne Miller. Brienne Miller is a marine biologist by education and by training. Uh, and so this is a picture uh, that Brienne took uh, when she was in Bali. And so she was there on work, so she was doing a marine biology project, and she was at this resort uh, while she was there, and so she took this picture, and this is obviously an incredibly beautiful place, the kind of picture you would see in National Geographic. And so interestingly enough, she's standing there, and she looks up, she takes this picture. Then what she does is she just looks straight down, and she takes this picture. And so this is all the garbage that is in and around where she's standing, in the exact same location. As a marine biologist, she's out in the oceans, and she's like, wait a minute, we have a problem with plastic. So she said to herself, what is the number one source of plastic waste? And it comes from consumers. Where do consumers get the most plastic waste? From the grocery store. So what she has done is she is launching a grocery store with no packaging at all. Where you bring your own containers, your Tupperware, you bring all of the things that you need, your boxes, etc., and then you buy the groceries. And so interestingly enough, in the first six months that she launched, um, and if you guys want a bit of inspiration on startup costs, she went to the Patagonia flagship store uh, on 4th in Vancouver. She convinced them to allow her to do a pop-up shop. And they provided everything there. All she had to do was bring some of her raw materials. Her entire startup cost budget was $85. In four months, she had almost 1,000 followers on Facebook. She did $500 in revenue on her first half-day pop-up on a Saturday. In her sixth pop-up, she did $3,500 in four hours on a Saturday. She had a lineup going out the door of Patagonia. And that's when the manager kind of walked over and said, hey, Brianna, are you going to get your own location? Because, you know what, you're kind of disturbing my business now, right? And, uh, and a fantastic validation. So they're now in the process of opening up their first location. 
So notice though, she was making money day one while trying to change the world. And in her view of changing the world, um, her ultimate goal is to actually create the technology platform that will allow every grocery store on the planet to remove all plastic and packaging. Not a business background, not an entrepreneur by nature, but a compelling desire to follow her passion and her dream. And that's a wrap. But don't go yet. My review is up next. If you're an entrepreneur or thinking of being one, this was a good event to attend. All of the keynote speakers are well established in the business world. So it's always nice to hear their experience and get their reflection on why they are successful. My favorite part is learning that millennials are the purpose-driven generation. And now I'm reflecting on what Keith said. Maybe one of the reasons why entrepreneurship is on the rise is because traditional institutions are failing to give millennials a reason to want to work for them, many of which are using their older generation way of thinking which is motivating people purely through financial means. Yes, money is important, but there's also other aspects. Look, starting a business is so tough and there's so much uncertainty to it. Yet so many millennials are motivated to choose this path because it gives them a purpose and a chance to make a positive impact on this world. I know there's a lot of cynics out there, especially right now, but this in itself is proving that the world is becoming a better place. We have a lot more caring people now. Yes, they care about themselves, but they also care about others. They care about the environment, they care about social responsibility, they care about gender equality, they care about human rights, they care about religious freedom, they care about diversity, and the list goes on. There's so much care, and it's so good. Okay, I know this last bit was more of a reflection than a review of the event. But isn't it the reason you attend these events? So you can have these thought-provoking epiphanies? Or maybe that's just me. I don't know. Anywho. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Events Podcast. If you have any comments on the show, I would love to hear from you. Email me, eventspodcast at gmail.com. Making money is important, but how you make your money, that's where you make the impact.